BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ladies and gentlemen, Daily Intermission fans, it's season two, episode 52, episode Ray Lewis. My name is Greg. I'm joined in studio by Nathan Brown. How are we doing today, my man? Quite well. Quite well indeed, Greg. How are you doing? I'm good. I just had to get adjusted here in my seat. Right. Um, but, uh, but no, we were just kind of talking, Nate, about uh, the Call of Duty franchise and, and how during the COVID years, um, you know, we were, we were dove into the video games hard and, and how fun that video game is, man. It's oh, uh, It's got to be one of the greatest. Well, yeah, I was just saying I got on last night for... First game easily since January. I put my headset on the charger. It's been dead since literally Christmas time. Yeah, yeah. Chucked it on the charger. Got a chopper gun at first game. So how are we doing? So for the folks listening back home who don't know what that video game is, that's a very strong performance that Nate put on after that long time off. All you got to hear um, is chopper gunner. You know I went off. Yeah. Chopper gunner. He got a chopper gunner. Chopper gunner. Um, but uh, no, it's a fantastic game, and, and we definitely it definitely got us through the the dog days of, of quarantine. Don't and, know what we would have done without it. Uh, it was definitely kind of the social um, scene during those times. But uh, but no, Nate, uh, it has been a busy week on the golf course, a busy week in sports. Quarter one, we're going to talk about the NHL. We got the draft tonight, so tomorrow for the listeners, or yesterday for the listeners. Uh, we'll hop into the MLB in quarter two, the halftime show. Are you bullish or bearish on these colder hot takes that we'll give each other? Uh, quarter three with the NBA, a little bit of news there. And then uh, quarter four, I bring us home in the PGA Tour and Wimbledon. But starting things off in the pregame show here, Nate, Playing golf yesterday with Mr. Drake Batherson in men's night. Heck of a golfer. Eight birdies, 65 for Mr. Drizzy B. What a round. That's absolutely incredible. I can only dream of getting anywhere near that, and it's simply never going to happen for me. I've just accepted it, but what a, what a day. Think about four shots in a round. Yeah. Four shots where it's like, man, I could have had that one back or hit one that better. Like it, it, there's, there's always four. Yeah. For sure. That's that's what he was off the course record. That's crazy. Four that's shots. Crazy. Whether so, it was a pot or a you know, so chip. Was the bo- just the only bogey the first hole? Uh, I do believe it. No, I don't. He bogeyed five. Okay. One, five. So started, he went bogey and then had a, tr- a hat trick of birdies. Birdie, right. birdie, birdie. Bogey. Um, birdied seven. Um, birdied nine, I think. Birdied seven. He had five birdies on the front nine and three on the back. Jeez. So anyway, the guy was on an absolute heater. We're not going to go through his round because this is something that we all don't like listening to, but he was an absolute heater of a round. Uh, I had four birdies shot 72. Thanks. I'll just pump my tires there quickly. But uh, Nate, I didn't even go. I thought it was going to rain all night. And then as soon as it was like the tea times were closed, it was like sunny. I know. It was was good. Sick. Like the forecast called for rain anyway, whatever. We'll get you back next week. Well, I'll be back today. Oh, well, exactly. Yeah, we should mention we got the RBC scramble. It's a national scramble. Uh, today's the qualifying round at our whole local golf course. It's going to take a really special day for us to make some noise, but I'm feeling pretty good about it. I am too. We'll let you know on the Monday episode how we did, but yes. uh, I can already guarantee you there's going to be a foursome from some random county in the province that wins it with a score of minus 46. Yeah. 
Anyway, it's just absolutely ridiculous. So it's a net scoring event. We'll get into that yeah. on Monday. But uh, at SoFi Stadium, obviously the you know multi-billion dollar stadium that was built in Los Angeles, there was a body found in the lake outside of the stadium. This stadium is not just a stadium. It's a mall, hotel. Like it's yeah. a mega. Oh, it's a, yeah, it's, it's outrageous. Yeah, it's a small city. <laughs> um, but uh, there was a body found in the lake. That is kind of eerie, man. Uh, yeah, a bit of a red flag if you're asking me. For sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, bodies in the river. Oh, are like sketchy. probably the sketchiest bodies. Yes. You know, it's like, holy. Yeah, man. Like, how do you, like, whoever's committing that crime has just got to have, like, what type of anxiety are you living with every day? Oh, dude, I couldn't <laughs> even imagine. It's like, like, dude, so, like, sometimes I say, like, to a cashier or something, they'll be like, have a, or like, uh, enjoy your food. I'll be like, yeah, thanks, you. Or something like that. I get anxiety from that. Yeah. I don't know, imagine throwing somebody a body in a river. It's absolutely outrageous. So we'll see what happens there in sci-fi, but that's some news out uh, out in Los Angeles. Aaron Rodgers has released, he has got a tattoo, his first tattoo. It's most of his forearm. There's a lot of lot of moving parts in the tattoo. We'll uh, post it on our, on our socials. But, I mean, Aaron Rodgers starting to ink up. Nate, what do you think about athletes getting ink? Me, personally, I think it's absolutely sick. I love a nice, uh, nice swagged up ink for the boys. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean... I feel like an athlete can pull it. Like I would love to get a sleeve or something, but there's yeah. like no, like no shot I could pull that off. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. just the whitest guy ever. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's, the timing seems a little weird. Like for sure. Forget a full sleeve at 38 or whatever he is. For sure. Yeah. I know exactly. I, and I'm not sure there's like thing. there's a there's a lot of moving parts. I, I, like there's a couple lions. There's like the um, what is the balance circle? Um, you know, that's kind of like uh, there's there's the uh, black shaded part, and then there's the uh, non shaded. I forget what that's called. Black shaded. Um, oh, like uh, you mean the balance. Not like the yin yang. The yin yang. Like, yes, that's exactly what oh it my is. Goodness. But it's not exactly that. But it, anyway, and then there's a kind of like a dream catcher under it. It's a it's a weird a looking tattoo. On. There's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of meaning. I'm sure behind it. But Aaron Rodgers gets his first tattoo on his forearm. So you know, I'm excited for the uh, for the NFL season to wrap up. But uh, for the ramp up, I should say. But uh, but needs some just finally in the pregame show. Baker Mayfield gets traded to Carolina. He's finally out of Cleveland, where you know he was verbally upset. Um, about the the transition uh, to Deshaun Watson at the quarterback position there in Cleveland, so he's going to go join Sam Darnold in in Carolina. I'm not sure who's going to win that starting role. I would assume Baker. He's got a lot to prove, it's but gotta man, be Baker. Yeah, I would think Darnold's awful. Yeah. Also, I just pulled up this tattoo. You yeah, got the Illuminati eye in there yeah. too. Yeah, that is the sketchiest shit I've ever seen in all my years. It's a sketchy tattoo for sure. Kind of sick, though. There's a lot of moving parts, though, it's man. It's pretty sick. Like, if he broke down, if Aaron Rodgers could probably write a book about what that what's going on in that tattoo. For sure. Like, especially with this stuff. Like, what is that stuff? Uh, who the, knows? Are those, like, uh, those are, those are elements or chemicals. Or, I was thinking that. Or either you know, the stars. Uh, what is it? Uh, the Big Dipper? Yeah. Like, what are those called again? Um, yeah, that's true. Uh, I forget. I can't remember what they're called. Oh, my goodness. I, I think it is. I think it's, I think it's like chem- the chemical thing. Yeah. Gosh, <laughs> our science is just... I was going to say, whatever <laughs> Elon Musk and Elizabeth. Uh, we're gonna actually we're gonna we're gonna have a brief intermission here. We've got to yeah. go back and do our science nine. <laughs> yeah, um, but like Elon uh, Musk looking through this. And yeah, just being yeah. Like, hey, we'll take you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're gonna sign up for NASA after that breakdown. <laughs> but uh, Nate, that's gonna conclude the pregame show of episode fifty two. We'll move right into quarter one. In the NHL. It's gonna be a busy day because it's the twenty two and it's the two thousand twenty two NHL draft, which is gonna be held in Montreal. Montreal having the number one pick. I'm assuming that people are gonna be absolutely buckled. Oh my god, I know. That's crazy. I was thinking about that last night. I wonder when the last time that is that the team had first overall that hosts the draft. Like yeah. that is it's gonna be a zoo in there. For sure, for sure. And we talked about it 
um, you know, uh, Joseph Slavkowski. It's not Joseph, but I'll call him Joseph. Joseph Slavkowski and Shane Wright are the two. Juraj? Juraj Slavkowski. The Slovakian, you know, superstar and the Canadian superstar, they're going head to head. It's going to be interesting to see which which route Montreal goes uh, with those two picks. Uh, but Nate, there's some developing storylines outside of those two picks. That's what you're going to hear about most of the you know the programs we'll be talking about that. And then you've got the Logan Cooleys of the world, the Matthew Savoies, you know those those kind of tier two, those four or five, that that big defenseman as well from Slovakia. But let's talk a bit about some storylines that are going to be going on outside the top five picks. Nate, what is Ottawa going to do with the number seven overall pick? I know it's so weird. I'm not sure because obviously they do need a little bit of forward help, like like some more like solidified guys that are a little further in the career. But like, do you do you go that Claude Giroux route, and then uh, even then with the seventh pick, I'm not sure if they're going to use it or not. It seems that what I heard they're fifty fifty. Yeah, that's 50, what the orange said. Use it or not, yeah, but. I would think I would think that you trade the pick. Me personally, it's uh, you've built enough. You need to get some reinforcements. What's another prospect going to do for you? Well, exactly. It's yeah. like. They're always nice to have, but at what point do you, you know, your guys are getting up there. Like, we're 24 for Drake. Yep. What is it? Like, Kachuk's got to be around the same. Well, Kachuk would be the same age. Like, you know what I mean? Like, these guys are getting up there in age. And You're going to run like, into some some contract issues as well. You've got yes. this Ridley Grieg. You've got Sanderson. You've got Bernard Docker. You've got uh, that uh, Lassie Thompson. You've got... You still uh, got Stutzla Norris uh, to sign. Pinto to sign. I mean, like, you got young guys that are just continuing to breed and continuing to play yep. at, a, at a high level, and then you've got to sign these guys. So... Yeah, it's I, I I'm a believer in trade the pick. You know, maybe bring in like a meaty defenseman to play with Shabbat, or because yeah. uh, then you could go Shabbat a defenseman for this trade for this defenseman, and then you go uh, with Sanderson and you know Zub. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that seventh overall pick, Nate. Uh, Brad Lambert. This is an interesting uh, story here because he was a you know a highly ranked uh, prospect. He was I remember when he was 16 the World Juniors. He looked phenomenal. He's an yeah. unbelievable skater. He's but he sick. did he had a he had a terrible year in Finland. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, where does this guy go? What are you uh, what are you thinking here? I don't know. I feel like he's going to slip a little bit. I think he's definitely going to be outside top 10. I guess that's not even slipping because of where he's projected now. I mean, this guy was projected like at one point I believe he was the number one first overall. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what happens. It seems like he's going to be. A lot of people haven't projected around like nineteen twenty, but I w- I would be surprised if he goes like, I mean, if I'm the team in like twelfth yep. and he's still on the board, like, why wouldn't you take the you know, I, I, take I the, would. the shot? Yeah, absolutely. The I think shot. there's going to be a lot of gambles. It is worth saying too. I think we mentioned this last episode that most of these seasons for these young prospects were rode off due to COVID. The, the CHL players lost an entire season of, exactly. of growth and development. So we're going to see guys out of this draft, out of the second, third, fourth round, become really good players For in sure. the NHL. So that's going to be exciting about that. Nate, Columbus has picks 6 and 12. Yep. And Buffalo has three picks, 9, 16, and 28. I think this is going to be a draft where we look, reflect and look back on to see if these two teams made strides because of this draft. And I'm looking at Buffalo particularly. If they can hit on a, two out of the three of these first-round picks... Yeah. They could be looking solid in a few years. For sure. You, you know, you got Owen Power there. Yeah. Dylan Tage Cousins. Thompson. Tage Thompson. Has an absolute monster season. Yes, he did. I mean, yeah. some guys put up some numbers. Even Skinner, Skinner came had back, a better year. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm, you get Casey Middlestad to play a little bit better, then you got Deline. I don't know if that's going to ever happen. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Deline, Still very young. Still very he's young. Very young. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. I'm excited for the draft. Nate. There's a lot of storylines that, um, you know, we're going to be uh, following along and, and, uh, and it's going to be uh, fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. I'm looking forward to it. I love the draft. Yeah, it's, definitely. It's awesome. Who do you, who's your, who do you think's going one? I think it's going to be Slavkowski. Really? Yep. I, I was, I want that to happen, but I'm leaning more towards Shane Wright. Yeah. I think they're going to take Shane Wright. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Nate Kaprizov. 
interesting story out here to, out of Russia. It's similar to the Panarin situation that went on. Uh, but the Philadelphia Flyers signed 25-year-old Fedotov. Fedotov. Yeah, the goalie, right? Uh, yes. And so he ran into some issues with the Russian government. I'm not sure if it was falsified identification or if it was uh, skipping out on military practices. It is. It's skipping out on. Yeah. He's supposed to. Every Russian athlete's supposed to go a year. Yeah, okay. But like he's with. Um, I mean, I know Alexander Semen had to take a year off from the NHL. He went over and served his year well it's not even in the military he just plays for a hockey team in russia that okay. is like kind of had military ties like i yep. believe like dynamo moscow or omsk has okay. yep. those so he did that and then they pay him yep. so i think it was the same thing but he's not there i guess so so he's gonna have to i mean it's a very complicated situation yeah. obviously we're talking about two major different uh, cultures and and things are run very differently in russia yes. and we're not going to get into it but but uh, the goalie that was signed for Philadelphia is not over, and I guess that's a very sticky situation. And then Kareel Kaprizov as well is running into the same situation. Yeah. But the Minnesota Wild said things are fine. He's doing well. There's been communication. He's still in Russia. Um, but uh, it is worth kind of monitoring that situation. There's some uh, there's some messy things going on behind the scenes with a couple of the Russian superstars in the NHL. There's some sketchy stuff going on for sure. Yes. When does by the way when does Sungjae have to do his? He has two years he has to do? Yeah. When's that? I'm not sure. And how does that go down? Well, Siwoo Kim's got to do his next year, I do believe. He won the Players' Championship, man. Like, we're talking about a you know a very solid star on the PGA Tour. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's that's going to be worth noting, Nathan. And, and uh, we'll, we'll, the, those mandatory military... Um, you know, services are uh, are challenging yeah. for athletes for sure. But uh, Nate, I do want to bring in some sad news. I hate talking about this, but Brian Marchment, uh, seventeen year NHL veteran, uh, sadly passed away unexpectedly. Uh, his son Mason Marchment currently plays for the Florida Panthers. So uh, obviously, we're thinking about his family and and um, obviously rest in peace to uh, to Brian. Yeah, it's a shame, man. I remember watching him growing up. Yeah, he was just one of the guys you always remember. Like there's Brian Marchment. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, tough guy. Yep, beauty. It's a shame. No, definitely. So, listen, we're thinking about their family. Uh, thinking about everything uh, you know that uh, you know the hockey world has lost this year, and, and it continues to, to you know to be sad. But uh, but rest in peace, and, and our thoughts and prayers to the Marchman family. Uh, Nate, we got the NHL free agency coming on uh, July thirteenth next week. So I was thinking on Monday's episode, we will be breaking down some of the highlighted free agents that could be finding new homes mm-hmm. uh, next Wednesday. So uh, that's going to be exciting for Monday. But that's going to conclude quarter one in the NHL. We're going to okay. move right into quarter two and then we'll be named we're starting things off with the unicorn Shohei Otani this guy lunacy is the seventh pitcher since 1901 folks you heard that correctly since 1901 to go on a four game stretch of four and oh not giving up an earned run zero earned run average and striking out over 40 batters in those four games this guy right here hits zingers and pitches like that it's absolutely outrageous I just I know I say this a lot but I just simply cannot believe this is still going on. Yeah, we thought it was just going to be kind of a one-year Dude, kind of Dude, I didn't wonder. even think it was going to last a year. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like half the season. He was going to completely fall off, pull a Jeremy Lin, a Tim Tebow, something like that. You know what I mean? I yep. thought it was going to be Dunzo. And this guy is now just still going. And it's absolutely ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's truly Amazing, man, what he's, uh, what he's able to do. He doesn't even look like a guy that would just be able to slaughter home runs either. And it is malicious what he does to those baseballs. I know. Um, but it's uh, no, it's it's amazing. It just how sucks. How are the Angels so ass? Well, that's just it. Two, that just shows you how much of a team game it is and how much you know you need more more than just two guys. I know Trout's been slumping recently, but they need some issues. And, and do you know who I think is a guy who might go there? Whom? A guy by the name of Aaron Judge. Yeah. So Aaron Judge okay. wasn't signed by the Yankees last season. He's leading the 
major leagues in home runs with 30. He's also leading in runs. Yes. Um, and he is up to get paid. And I'm not sure. I'm not sold that New York is going to be able to reel him in. Yeah, I don't. For some reason, it seems like that's the case. Hey, they. I believe there were some offers uh, before this season. I think he declined them. Yep. Um, yeah, I just don't know. I know he's looking for like seven years yeah. at least. Yeah, and he's 30 years he's old. He's 30 years old. So it's like, I mean, if you're the Yankees, like, why not? Dude. You know, you can dish him. Op- it's a blank check type of situation mm-hmm. here. That'd be um, like. But I think that, anyway, the Angels don't mind spending it also. No. So that's why I was thinking Angels. Yeah. You know? I mean, that would be sick. Mike Trout and, yeah, and Aaron Judge in the outfield. Imagine that LA battle. Dodgers. Yeah. Angels. For sure. Oh. But uh, but Shane McClanahan, he's not a guy we've talked about too too much on the on the podcast. But man, this pitcher, this young pitcher for the Tampa Bay Rays, has been absolutely outrageous. He's nine and three on the season. He's got a one point seven one point seven four ERA. He's got one hundred and thirty three Ks compared to sixteen walks on the season. And this guy is an absolute freak. He dismantled the Jays last week, man. Where does Tampa Bay just come out of these with these prospects who are just absolutely freaks? Dude, it's some it's some straight up money ball stuff going on there. It, it is for sure. Yeah. And you know what's a shame though is wow. is that he'll end up be finishing his contract and then he'll just get absolutely paid by the Yankees, Dodgers, yes. you know, someone who's just going to be willing to pay him and, and just the Rays just don't operate like that. So they'll yeah. lose him and then they'll find another guy who just yeah, comes up and it's will. just absolutely lights out. Which so. is cool. I mean, it's kind of like the same with Miami and Stanton. Yeah, you know, it was just yeah. like, oh, you're gonna trade him just because your payroll's not high enough, and then next thing you know, he's on the Yankees. Yeah, and he's absolutely slaughtering home runs for sure, for sure. So Nate, you've projected in the MLB, you're hoping that the Mets play the Yankees in the finals. I think yeah. that would be such an electric World I Series. Want that bad. So I mean, the Yankees obviously have 59 wins on the season. I mean, just having just such an incredible year. But the Mets aren't too far off with 51 no. wins already, and they're they're getting help soon. We talked about it last episode. Max Scherzer's rehabbing right now. Jake yeah. Degrom's rehabbing right now. Like so, to get those two guys back is absolutely ridiculous to be yes. sitting at 51 and 31. It's crazy. Like they, they, they could end up taking over the best record in the league here. 100. percent This is man. outrageous. So it's just been tremendous years for for the Mets and and Yankees, and and that continues on. Uh, Nate Chris Sale. Speaking of rehab stints, he had a rehab stint uh, with the Red Sox. I guess didn't go just, well. Did not go well. He absolutely got blown up, and apparently he put on an absolute show in the clubhouse, yes. knocking stuff over. Yeah. Think about that—that would be like a you know a renowned Cy Young winner, a renowned beast, and then you're playing in Double A and you get lit up. Like yeah. it's a tough look. Oh, for sure, and yeah. it would just be so frustrating and embarrassing for yourself. You know yeah. what I mean? You're just playing, but I mean, like it's been a minute for the guy. Yes, you know you can't just come back and expect to absolutely slaughter strikeouts. You know, no, for sure, it's going to take some time. So definitely. But uh, definitely, that's yeah, a shame. Hopefully, he returns to form soon because the guy's an absolute stud. Yes, man. I uh, it's been a while. It feels like for you know since an absolute uh, gem of a uh, of a Chris Sale outing. So we're waiting for him to get back. I know yeah. all most Red Sox fans are. So when the, was the last time? Like it was like last September. No. Yeah, he came yeah. in for the playoffs last year. Right. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. Um, wild card races, Nate. It's gonna get. It's gonna start to heat up in the NL. Yeah. There's a lot of teams right there, but the AL seems to be just kind of the AL East teams it's that can't just, catch the Yankees. It's just the AL East. Teams. Yeah. They're all 14, yeah. 14 and a half yeah. back, and they're just gonna battle for their yeah their play-in spots. So yeah. it's um, absolutely outrageous how stacked that division is. Oh, it is for sure. But you get teams um, like what is it like the Braves, the Phillies um, that are fighting in the NL for the wild card. Uh yeah, you've got the Phillies, the Giants right there. Giants, that's right. You got Cardinals, Padres, Braves in right now. Yep. Um, Phillies there. Marlins not terribly far out. Three okay. games. Diamondbacks. Yep. I mean, Jazz. Around. Our guy Jazz in the Marlins. Yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, the Cincinnati Reds are coming up the rear at 14 and a half back of the wild card. Okay, the Reds. Yeah, We're not quitting on them yet. Now 28 and 53, they could turn it around. For sure. <laughs> All right, Nate. We're two weeks away from the uh, from the All-Star game, the Home Run Derby. So we'll continue to follow in the marathon and bring you the latest news in the MLB. But that's going to conclude sure. quarter two, season two, episode 52 of the Daily Intermission Podcast. Nate, it's halftime show time. Are you bullish or are you bearish? We shall see. It all depends on what you're asking, good sir. All right, I'm going to start things off. Need Kevin Durant will play for the Toronto Raptors next season. That was my third one. Okay. So well, I'm, let's break I'm it down. Gonna, I'm just going to adjust mine quickly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to say no. Um, so you're bearish. I'm very bearish. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's some... St- Did you see the thing where there's, there's uh, some of the stars are reaching out to him, but he's... No. He's gone dark. He's okay. not answering. He's Incognito. Not answering yeah. Which to what I said is, he's in Toronto now, and he didn't get an international data plan. Very true. He may be there. That is world-class speculation. Now, I don't think that's actually the case, of course. Yes. But it would be pretty funny. I'm pretty bearish on it. I okay. think... I'm just like, I know you can trade these guys, and it's no big... Like, you know what I mean? You, you can trade off Barnes if you want to. Do you want to trade Scotty Barnes, though? No. Like, hold no. on to these guys and just, like, kind of let it go. Like, yep. man, there's an outside chance you get one year with Durant, and he just peels anyway, and you just yep. trade everybody? Yeah. I just don't think it's the move for the Raptors. I don't really want to see it happen. It would be sick. Yeah. They'd be, it'd be a barn, but I'm, I'm pretty bearish on it. I okay. don't think it's going to happen. I don't yeah. think he wants to go there. Yeah. Okay. You know? Yeah. So, all right, we're going to go with your first one. Are you bullish or bearish, Greg, on the Carolina Panthers making the playoffs with Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold as quarterback? So this is just... So this is a this is a situation where I'm completely bearish on them miss or I'm bullish that they're going to miss the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Very bullish. I'm actually very bullish on their on, under on their win total. It's set at six right now. They don't win close to six games. I mean, we look at that division right now. You got the New Orleans Saints, who are perennially you know a great team. They you know they got Jameis Winston at quarterback, but they've got some you know receivers. Michael Thomas hopefully be fully healthy. They got Jarvis Landry now. I mean, their offense is going to be great. Alvin Kamara is such an, a diverse uh, running back for the Saints. I mean, we look at uh, the Buccaneers. Obviously, we know with Tom Brady there. Yes. I mean, so those are two teams that are going to stomp the Carolina Panthers in both meetings. And then you've got kind of a, you know, a rocker and roller coaster, uh, the Atlanta Falcons, who I think are still a better team than the, uh, than the, so they're the worst team in their division. I think they went under six games. I think they missed the playoffs. I don't think Baker Mayfield's going to do a thing for these guys. No, I don't either. Uh, what's your win total for them for the season? I think it's going to be, f- I would set it at five and a half and I would say five wins. Five wins. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, why not? Uh, all right, Nate. The Toronto Maple Leafs will be, their starting goaltender next season will be Jack Campbell. Uh, pretty bearish. Okay. It looks like he's peeling. Yeah. It looks like he's peeling. Uh, apparently Edmonton's a front runner. Like, I don't think it's going to happen. I, I'm uh, I'm hoping they get Flurry. Yeah. I think it would be, I think they could the maybe flower. have some talks with Flurry and be like, listen, man, we could probably get it done with you. And if I'm Toronto, I'm probably, I'm not even really that interested, like, like worried about losing Jack Campbell. Like he didn't look spectacular to me in the playoffs. There was a lot of shots where he's just in there. He can't really see the puck, you know, and it was Tampa and it was just, it was almost a matter of time where it's like, okay, this puck's just going to go in. I, me and you have never been that set on this guy. No. So, I mean, I'm not going out of my way to re-sign him. I don't know what they're going to do with Mrazic no. either. You got to just dump him off. Yeah. It's he's interesting. Go to the 3.8. Um, I think that you got to go <clears throat> and you got to go acquire John Gibson personally. Yeah. I think you've got a package Willie Nylander maybe in that. Maybe get a you know a big hardy defenseman on the way on the way back. But like, you know, obviously the, the nice shiny toys are amazing. But I mean, you've got to change the recipe up a bit, don't you? Like, do you think that Toronto would have lasted in a series against that 
playoffs, uh, that, that final playoff series with Tampa and Colorado, there's just no chance. Mm-hmm. You need to change up the recipe just a bit. And obviously, yeah. they're going to lose Mikheyev. I mean, I just think that if you go and get the poster boy goaltender that you're going to be confident you know can go on a run with, I mean, I think that just helps a lot. And I know I, I pick on Willie Nylander there. And obviously, if you could acquire John Gibson without giving up Willie Nylander, but Rasmus Sandin's another guy you can package in a deal. I mean, how yeah. many small left-handed defenses are you going to go? Defense are you going to go with? You're going to go with Riley. You got Giordano, um, um, uh, TJ Brody. I mean, like, where does Rasmus Sandin's fit? Like, you need a guy who's going to yeah. be big and bruised. Like, look at the decors that we just watched win the cup. Like, anyway, um, I, I, I think you're right, Nate. I think uh, I think Jack Campbell's going to be on his way. Yeah, I think so too. I'm 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 kind of on the other. I'm not sure if that's going to hit. Uh, yeah, you guys might be able to hear a fire alarm but, in here. Uh, yeah, there's some fire testing going on in the studio land today, so yeah. we're just kind of going to have to roll with it here. I'm kind of on the other place with Neilan. Like, I, I don't think they should move Neilander. I think the yep. cap hit's too good, and I, that's a guy I, I wouldn't want to package if I were them. I, I think if you could, like, I don't know who you would move, but I think Gibson would be a terrific pickup. That would be unbelievable. For yeah. Me. It's just, like, just kind of the brand of hockey where the Neilander plays, man. It's just... I don't know. You got a lot of guys like that, like a Marner Matthews. Like, there's a limit yeah. to how many guys, how many soft high scores that you can have on your team. Yeah. That's just. I don't think uh, Matthews is very soft. I think uh, Marner is. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he doesn't really oh. do anything to warrant him as not being soft, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah. All right, you ready for your next one? Let's do it. Okay, the Canadians select Shane Wright first overall tonight. We will find out. This uh, yeah. will be old take. I'm uh, I'm bearish on this, Nate. I think it's going to be Slavkovsky, and I just think that the big left winger, I think, would be more attractive. But, I, I mean, this fire alarm's really getting annoying. Yeah. Um, it's got to be shutting off here. I don't think it'll pick up too, too crazy. I don't think it will. But um, it's pretty annoying to listen to. For to sure. To be completely honest. Um, like how many tests we got to do in the same room here? This is, like, number four. I know. Um, yes, we can confirm that the fire alarm is working in this room, but, uh, but yeah, Nate, I think it's going to be Slavkowski and I, I don't have too much narrative. I just think that, uh, you know, Shane Wright with the slow year that he had in Kingston and, and, um, you know, what was he like dash 30 some, uh, I know he wasn't playing on a great team, uh, but this Slavkowski guy just seems like he's the more NHL ready player. He's a big left winger. And I don't think like the Habs in like a gigantic rebuild. Like I think they're kind of in like a retool, but anyway, um, the other thing I kind of thought about this too, is, is like how many like undersized guys are you going to pick up? Well, that's you know just I mean? like Shane Wright's not big. Cole Caulfield is, you know, Nick Suzuki's small. Exactly. Like, yeah. are you just going to go with a bunch of small guys and then just like we know how that goes? This is not going to work. You got to get some guys that are. And, and this guy's like six foot four. Man, we saw it in the NHL playoffs, man. Like, yeah, size is a huge factor in yes. the NHL. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Nate, Aaron yeah. Judge will be a New York Yankee next season. Uh, a pretty bearish. Just okay. as uh, what we talked about in the MLB section. I, yep. I think, you know, it's been a lot of... Uh, they offered him a contract. <laughs> it's unbelievable they, right now. They offered him a contract. I'm excited to see if the audio can pick this up because it is absolutely outrageous that we're fighting I, through this. I kind of want people to be able to hear it and lose their yeah. mind as well. Because yeah. this is the most annoying thing I've dealt with in, in all my years. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's going to happen for him. It seems pretty much inevitable he's going to be leaving unless they give him like an absolute book but i don't know man it would be a tough it would be a tough spot to leave like you, you know you can just pick up legendary status staying as a yankee your whole career just being a stud like think of like how jeter you know For like sure. you know but he I, can't the abuse that he takes man Aaron? think about last year yeah like he's obviously having a great year this year but his last two weren't particularly the sharpest no. and so like especially when you were yankee in new york gosh yes. For sure. You can't go anywhere. No, you can't. But uh, no, I'm pretty bearish on it. I think he's going to be gone. I'm yep. not sure where, but it'll be somewhere nice. Yep. So that's what I'm going to go to. Uh, third one for you, Greg. Kevin Durant goes to the Suns. Uh, you know what? I'm going to be, I'm fairly bearish on this. 
I just don't know if they can put together a package mm. uh, that's going to be strong enough. I think that Brooklyn is going to be careful here and and uh, and try to you know go and try to sell to the highest bidder. And I'm not sure that uh, the Phoenix has the parts and pieces for that to happen. But I'll I'll, I'll say that I'm going to be bearish on that Nate. I, I just don't know if that's going to be the location. This is out, outrageous. This is it's never been this long. No, it has. It's, it's been like 30 seconds. Like who? Like come on. Um, Brad Lambert, Nate. Yeah, Brad Lambert falls into the top ten in the in the NHL draft. Uh, I'm pretty bullish on that. I think that's going to happen. Okay, I think that's going to happen. I th- I think this guy's going to go. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes 13 to the Islanders. Yep. If not there, like maybe a 16 to Buffalo. Okay. Um, if he slips and gets up towards Washington Pittsburgh territory, one of those two teams is taking him for sure. Yep. Um, Washington's a team that would take a stab on him for sure. They're they're known to take stabs on guys yep. in the high twenties. I mean, you got Kuznetsov, twenty six. That was a stab. Yep. It's worked out. Yeah, Mike Green, John Carlson, all up in the twenties. So I, they they take a stab. They got nothing to lose with it for sure. You know, their for window's sure. closing and it's closing promptly. So yes. I, they would take a shot. I just don't think he's going to be there. I, I I think he goes to the Islanders at thirteen. Yep. Yeah. Um. Uh, fourth one for you, Greg, that is just uh, taking my mental capacity down to an all-time low. Um, okay, bullish or bearish? Johnny Gaudreau resigns in Calgary. Oh, I'm, I'm very bearish on this. Um, would they offer him nine and a half? I think there's just going to be another team that just... Uh, I think uh, on, I guess, next Wednesday, I think we're going to see a team like the Devils um, send him the bag. Um, yeah. I think there's. I think someone else is going to sign him, man. I think that he's out of Calgary. Um, I, I really do. Too. I don't think he loves uh, Daryl Sutter. Remember how hard on Sutter was on uh, on Goudreau? Um, yeah. Heard some inside sources too that the boys don't love Sutter. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. So I don't know, man. We'll see what happens. I, I'm curious to see because I don't think he's staying either. I'm curious yeah. to see the domino effect that has for Matthew Kachuk, who's also up here for soon. sure, for sure. And I there, mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he takes off as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know? They're not really going to have much to go towards. Monahan's irrelevant now. Yes, he is, and that team is going to falter rather quickly. So yes, you are happens. correct. Uh, Nate, what are the? Are you bullish or bearish that the Buffalo Bills win the AFC East this year? Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say bullish. Yeah, I'm I'm in big time on Josh Allen this year. Yep. I was hoping for them to win the Super Bowl last year. Yep. And you know, even if they weren't the best team in that division, I'm all over them. I'm going for Buffalo hard this season. Yep. I want them to win a Super Bowl. I want to be there for the parade. Yeah. I want to jump on a table. Yes. And I just want to see this team, especially after what we spoke of before. You know, you got four years of them losing in the in the Super Bowl. This city deserves something positive, man. Definitely, they do. They really, Definitely. really do. No, I would agree, Nate. I, I, I would agree. I think they do win the AFC East. Okay. Uh, last one for you, Greg. Bullish or bearish, Rob Gronkowski comes out of retirement during this season. Whew. Wow. Um, you know what? I'm bullish on this. Yeah. I think I am, and okay. I think it, it would make sense. You know, week 10, week 11, him joining the team, you got to be kidding me, it's back. It's uh, unbelievable. Joining the box after a few weeks. Yeah, I think that guy, if he stays in shape, stays healthy, it'd be interesting. We'll be able to monitor that just kind of through the social media scene. If he's like in the media, if he's drinking lots, you know, if he's, yeah. or if he's, you know, if he's kind of quiet out of the media scene, that me, I would think that that would lead to a return. Yeah. I, I agree there. I, I, I can see him back. Yeah. I have this feeling. Nate, this is going to be a tough second half to battle through, but we're going to do it. Yeah, it is going to be tough. Uh, quarter three. This has got to shut off soon. I though. know. It's absolutely outrageous. That's the whole halftime show. Yeah. All right. Um, all right, that's going to conclude halftime show. Moving into quarter three, NBA. Zion Williamson, Nate, we didn't talk about it last episode. He got absolutely paid. And this guy, we haven't seen very limited action in the NBA. Five years, $223 million. It's crazy. Like, I just don't understand how you give this guy this money. I know. He has barely played, man. It it's absolutely outrageous. Um, 
And I mean, then, what was it he came out to? He said his like family was getting harassed. What his future future with the Pelicans or something beforehand? Wow. I think they were everybody was like fans and stuff were giving him hell, but okay. I mean, it's gonna be all right now. He's you know? he's gonna be just fine there with that bag. That's outrageous. A lot of talks, Nate. I know we talked we've talked about it in the episode, but a lot of talks kind of surrounding a Russell Westbrook for Kyrie Irving trade here. I don't think the Brooklyn Nets would be smart to do that. Um, if, it, if it's the biggest package they can get for Kyrie, then obviously you got to. Yeah, but I mean, it just seems like a straight up video game trade, though. You know, it's like two, yeah. two players that are like this isn't gonna nothing's gonna benefit either way here. I feel like Kyrie. I thought Kyrie and LeBron had like some beef anyway. Same, but you know I, mean, I mean, that's like, a deadly duo. Oh no, kidding! Yeah. If it you could look at the splits uh, between Kyrie's career with LeBron and with Love LeBron, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, if well, they could I mean, get him buzzing, man, and if they do have a good relationship, it could be pretty deadly. This is going to be really tough, folks. We apologize for all the listeners. There is a fire alarm testing, and it's kind of like we're in time crunch mode today that we have to record. So we're going to buzz through this second half, Nate. Yeah. yeah. But, um, like, come on, man. I can't believe this. Michael Jordan's going to be on the cover of uh, NBA yeah. 2K23. Obviously makes sense with the 23. Yeah. I mean, we got to have to. I was thinking we have to reckon that Kobe Bryant next year. Yes, 100%. That's a must. That's, uh, that's going to be worth oh. purchasing a copy just to have. I think maybe the standard edition is Devin Booker. I saw. Okay. So I think they have a, a little double up. But yeah, that's, good. that's a sick cover. That's one you'd almost want to have like a hard copy of. Yes, you know? exactly. That'd be exactly. cool as hell to have. Uh, and the uh, Miles Bridges of the Charlotte Hornets was charged with domestic violence. So we're going to follow that case because he is quite a young, uh, good good player for the uh, Charlotte Hornets. So we'll see yeah. what happens there. Nate, just to break down quarter four, we're going to get through it really quickly here because of this fire alarm action. And yeah, I do apologize, folks. This is so embarrassing. But uh, the Scottish Open's going on this week. It's a good prep week for the British Open next week at St. Andrews. Uh, Tiger Woods was playing at Adore Manor, which is one of the best golf courses in Ireland. So he, uh, he shot plus six for two days, but I think strategically he played that golf course. This is very difficult. You know, it's just getting his game back together. He looked really, looked fantastic, to be honest, in terms of uh, the shape of his game. He hit his driver really well. His irons were a little shaky, but plus six at Adore Manor. But he's heading off to St. Andrews where he's won twice next week. So we're really excited about that. Yeah, that's going to be absolutely electric. Yep. Nothing like Tiger Woods. I'm excited to turn, tune into TSN 1 where it'll be Tiger Woods only. Yes. And then TSN2, the rest of the field. Well, so ne- that's always accurate. Next Thursday, Friday, I'll be getting up at 5 in the morning and watching golf until noon. Uh, that's what I love about the British Open. Yep. Um, and, yeah. um, Nate, I, I think that the uh, the British Open is a really great opportunity here to, like, put Phil with Tiger and Rory. Yeah. And to put DJ with, like, Shoffley and, and like, Victor Hovland. Like, pair yeah. the live guys with the PGA superstars and watch how they do. Yeah. I think that would be really compelling. I, um, I think it would be a lot easier on the PGA guys. You know oh what I mean? Like the, I feel like the live guys are going to kind of fold up in that situation. 100%. Yeah. 100%. So. These guys are playing no-cut shotgun events. Yeah. it's dude, They're not it's, grinding right now. Yeah, it's crazy, too. What was the... Yeah, it's... I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's weird. You Bryson's going to shoot a million. Oh my god, dude! A hundred percent. It's like if you lose a ball, or like if this is the course, right, where it's like the fairway, or like outside the rough is outrageous. Right? Oh yeah, it's just like that absolute fern. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah fescue. Yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, so, I mean, and you know how he swings at it. Oh my goodness, it could be anywhere. Yes, it could. Uh, also, bomb quick and shout out to the kid, JT Poston. Yes. How we doing? Yep. How we doing? Yep. Should have taken him for the one and done, but uh, did not. But uh, that was the best bet last week. I think we're on a. Three week streak, no? Yeah, we're we're on a heater too. The Scottish Open, Shoffley prior. Yep. Oh yeah, and I think JT at the uh, or who's the US, who won the U.S. Open? Um, gosh, I'm trying to JT. JT won the PGA Championship and then the US oh the U.S. Open was Fitzy. Fitzy, that's yeah, correct. Yeah, I don't yeah. think we had Fitzy. We didn't. No, no, because we were like, but well, oh, we had JT the at the at the PGA Championship. There's an outside chance we would have had Fitzy had we not yes. attended the Canadian Open. Yes, for sure. He was we, giving us bad vibes. A, yeah, he was a bit of a clown out there. Yes, didn't um, love his vibes. So British Open. 
just around the corner next week. We're really excited about that, so we'll keep you updated there. And uh, just in Wimbledon, Nate, just to finish off the episode, Djokovic and uh, Cameron Norris, or Cameron Norrie, I apologize, are in the semifinals, and Nick Karagos and, uh, and, and, and Rafael Nadal in yeah. the other uh, semi. So that's going to be really exciting. Yeah, it is going to be crazy. Uh, did you see the clips of Karagos? Just throwing his throwing his racket. No, no, it's I like, saw his underhand serve between his legs, though. I didn't see that one. Yeah. No, they had this outrageous, they had this outrageous rally, and then he like, uh, you know what I always find weird about tennis is when they're on the side of the net, they don't really have to get it over. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're just on the side, and anyway, the, the guy returned it. He just threw his club, at, his racket at yeah, it. It's yeah. kind of funny, but uh, yeah. You know what I'm thankful for? What? I'm thankful for we're not on TV today. Oh man, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Could you imagine? But that's going to conclude episode. Oh man, Third, this has been a really big if grind. We, if we I hope were, it's we'd not have in to the walk audio. out there and be like, guys, like we're doing, like we're on live television. Yeah, right? exactly. You gotta shut off. Like the, the fire alarm works. All right, folks, we'll be back on Monday. We appreciate you guys. Follow along on our socials. Make sure you give it a six, five star comment. Go follow us. We appreciate you all. We will see you Monday, hopefully without a fire.